0: Third down at eight. As Love airs it out, looking for Reed. It's oh, it's picked it off. Josh Batellis with the interception. And Batellis is inside the 30, still going. Welcome back
1: to You Better You Bet, brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
2: Kenny Albert with the ball this past weekend. You gotta love them. Oh, got to Love it. Oh. Color oh. commentator there on the uh, on the Jordan Love interception oh no. it's uh as Joe Girardi would say you know it's uh it's not what you want it's not how what about, we want uh, oh no it isn't how about uh how about Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst addressing the media being asked like hey like Jordan Goody? Love your guy and he's like Goodie. Goody good good do you know that like my my wife's like Italian family calls, uh, they call squash G-Guts. Wait, say that again. So, like squash. Yeah. Like the vegetable, like they will yes. make it. Like what? Like my um, my wife's aunt Elaine makes an un- It's called like egg um, like a it's like a it's a like squash and red sauce. It is absolutely delicious, and it is called guts.
1: Why? Why? Why is it called I that? Know.
2: I don't know. That that's like what when You said goody. It? Uh yeah. I'm not sure G A G O O T S
1: G O O T Yeah
2: but it's a couple Z's I'm not sure <laughs> right. good, good What does my what uh, did my son
1: say when he was 3 months old Yeah
2: Good, uh, good, Uh, and our guy, our guy, Goody Goots, uh, saying, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yep, yeah, well, we'll see. The next ten games are gonna be really important. Well, well, great. Glad like you traded Aaron Rodgers away for this dude who lost us a lot of money last week. Anyway, the Packers are playing the Rams this weekend. And we don't know who the quarterback's gonna be for LA, and I think I'd like to bet the Rams regardless. Uh, joining us right now to talk about that game and the rest of the slate coming up week nine in the National Football League is our good friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager, underscore, co-host of the Sumer Sports Football Show, along with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitroff, a Tim Scanlon client. Eric, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 9.
0: Happy Week 9. It feels like uh, the season just started, but I'm excited to uh, talk about the, uh, the games this week. Eric,
1: if uh if Matthew Stafford plays for the Rams and there was reporting today that won't be placed on IR, like it's a UCL sprain in his thumb, but like let's assume he plays and the Packers are three point favorites against the Rams, I think Nick and I are both just like, How can the Packers be three against I think Nick asked me that Monday, how can the Packers be three against anybody? If it's Stafford, you gonna bet the Rams on Sunday?
0: I I think I think that the number is reflecting no Stafford. You if you look at the look ahead, uh, it was closer to a pick I think Stafford's probably worth four and a half points or so to the spread. Um, so it kind of makes sense there. Um, the Rams did look pretty bad against Dallas, but um, no team looked worse than the Packers against the Vikings. So uh, I think it's a reflective of Stafford. So if you believe that Stafford has a chance to play, uh, I think the only side is L.A., and I think you probably have to consider them uh, as one of the better plays of the weekend. I I don't have that kind of uh, affirmation that that Stafford will play, so I'm not really necessarily all that interested in the number in that game. But uh, it is reflected, in my opinion, of Stafford not being in the lineup.
2: Well, let me ask you the question in a different way, Eric, because I'm really curious as to your thought here. You're really sharp. You think about things in a really intelligent way, kind of like let's say it's Brett Rippon. Is the Rams starting quarterback on Sunday? And the number exists in like the dead zone in between three and a half and five and a half. Let's probably weighted more towards three. Let's just let's say it's three and a half, four. Brent Brett Rippin's the Rams' quarterback. Three and a half or four is the point spread. Would you bet the Rams with Rippin if the number is above three?
0: I I I would if I were if you were in like a pick'em pool or something. It would be Rams or nothing for me, just because the Packers can't move the football all that well. I know the Rams' defense isn't that great. They gave you know a really good game to CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott and, and company last game, but until I can see the Packers consistently use the Aaron Joneses and the Christian Watsons and the, the people that were supposed to get them here, um, I have no faith. And, and, and especially in an NFL where you know, most, the, a lot of the games are playing within three, right? So we all talk about Brett Ripon being a huge downgrade. Uh, you know the Packers' defense has made a lot of good, a lot of quarterbacks look pretty good this year. So, it, it to me it would be Rams for nothing. And if you're in a pick 'em pool, it it would have to be Rams.
1: Eric, I'm sure you're probably coming on like, God, really? They hammered me with two questions on Rams-Packers out of the gate. I want to go some in a different direction here. Nick and I spent some time last week, and we're going to spend some time tomorrow, I think, talking about Offensive Rookie of the Year. And this leads into, like, Levis, who's going to play tomorrow night against the Steelers. Bryce Young, who looked, you know, better, I think, against the Houston Texans. They beat C.J. Stroud at home in that game. The betting market for Offensive Rookie of the Year still kind of indicates, man, it's C.J. Stroud a lot of the time, like a, a really prohibitive favorite still. Nick and I kind of felt like, you know, there's so much time left in the season. Like, maybe it maybe it can still be Bryce Young. Maybe it can be Will Levis after what we saw uh, this past weekend against Atlanta. Maybe it can be Jameer Gibbs with, like, an increased role for the Lions, to be fair. And his price dropped a lot as well. Maybe it can be Addison, but now with Cousins not throwing him the ball. Eh, maybe not. Is, is there somebody that you like in that market if you're trying to take a shot against C.J. Stroud?
0: Yeah, well, when you go to Summersports.com and look at our league tables, we have, like, strength of schedule for the rest of the year. And, you know, Houston has the top five easiest strength of schedule. So does Carolina. And I think, you know, that team, Thomas Brown goes and becomes the offensive coordinator. It was not that, you know, our offensive play caller he was always the coordinator, but now he's calling plays. It wasn't pretty last week, but when they needed to, Carolina did move the ball. Um, at one and six, they're not all that far behind. Atlanta, who's now moving on from Desmond Ritter, at quarterback, at least for this week, and New Orleans, who – Think has kind of figured it out a little bit, but is still not a great team. Carolina could Carolina. This sounds kind of weird to say, but Carolina might have a better chance of winning the NFC South than Houston has of winning the AFC South. And so, as such, I think if you don't want to go all you know 2022 Jaguars on it and take you know the Panthers at at a huge underdog to win that division, I think Stroud to win Offensive Player of the Year is maybe a better way to bet that that angle, which is that Carolina is trying to win. They're, it's not their first-round pick anymore, um, and they actually have a relatively easy path to winning. And a lot of the stuff that was going poorly for them, you know, first few games of the year, are going to, you know, Brian Burns is going to play for this team the rest of the year. Adam Thielen is going to play for this team the rest of the year. Like, they're actually trying to win, and, you know, the, the, the you know table is set for them to do so in the second half of the year.
2: Uh, CJ Shroud at uh, BetMGM minus one sixty five to be offensive rookie of the year. Bryce Young, forty to one to win that particular award. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday talking week nine in the NFL with Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. He's on Twitter at EricEager. Eager underscore. All right, Eric. Let's hit some of the big games coming up this weekend. Let's go to Germany on Sunday morning for the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Basically, like pick the winner of the game between Kansas City and Miami. And also curious as to how you see the game playing out, the total's fifty and a half. I kind of think this game is going to go under. I like the chiefs a little bit in the game. Who do you think is going to win? And what type of game do you think we get in terms of high scoring or a little bit lower scoring?
0: Nick, you and I are on the same wavelength here. The chiefs have not been great against the number since the middle of 2020. Um, but in situations where Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid just have to basically win the game, as you said, they've been pretty good. Uh, last year's playoffs being a, an example. And, um, and so, I, I mean, look, the line of scrimmage, the Chiefs have a, a very good advantage. Their defense, um, it was kind of lost in the shuffle last week, but I thought their defense played pretty well still, even in a loss. Um, offensive line, I think that they're better than the, the Dolphins are on the defensive line. And any time that that's been the case for the Dolphins, the Eagles game, the Bills game, they've gotten kind of beaten up pretty hard. So, uh, I, like, I like Kansas City. And to your point about the total, just two weeks ago, right? Patrick Mahomes threw for 300 uh, more, more than 300 yards in the first half of a game against the Chargers. That game, you know, total closed at 47 and a half. And guys, we needed a punt return at the end of that game to go over the total of 48 in the NFL this year. With one of the best quarterbacks in the league facing another one of the best quarterbacks in the league, the league-wide scoring environment in the NFL is just I mean, every single game we've seen, you know, offenses look like the the game the other night. Detroit's offense looked great. You know, Vegas' offense looked poor. But it it should have been enough to get over a a mid-40s total. It just wasn't because the league is so slow nowadays. And couple that with the fact that the run games in the NFL this year are not being as efficient, especially against uh, small boxes. When one team gets a lead, you can basically write off the over in a game. So um, I, I like under as well in this game.
1: Eric, you talk about like contending teams, but also high totals. We we have a high total in the Bills Bengals game too, and like I, I don't know if I can. Blame it for being for being high, based on what we saw from Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati offense last week. Like this point spread, and we've talked about this on this week already. Definitely representative of like a Bengals are back type of rating. Really, after only one week, like I mean, they were on a bye, and then they probably should have lost to Seattle the game before that. So basically, on this one game, this went over San Francisco. The market's like, yep, Bengals are back. Like they're way better. Like they're good. Maybe they're better than Buffalo on a neutral field. Maybe that says more about Buffalo. The Bengals are two point home favorites on Sunday Night Football. Against the Buffalo Bills, the total, which we were talking about earlier with scoring and, and pace and everything, 49 and a half, the total in this game. So one of the higher totals this week as well, just like Chiefs Dolphins. Any thoughts, side or total, Buffalo and Cincinnati
0: Sunday night? I, I do know some sharp people who were on the over in this game and pushed it up from 48 to 40, 40 and a half to 49 and a half. Um, I can't argue even though I don't know if I can get in front of an over in the NFL right now, um, but the... The point spread changes is astronomical, and uh, I think that it means the only thing that you can do as a reasonable person is, is take the points of Buffalo. Uh, Cincinnati just last week off of a bye against a team with a quarterback that was iffy health-wise uh, off of a Monday night football loss to the Vikings. We're six-point dogs opening, opening up against the Niners, and now they come over, and I know home field matters in the NFL. It's not as much as it used to, and I know the Bills are a little down, um, but the Bills off of large rest, you know, having that thing flip from basically a pick em on the look-ahead to plus three and now back to plus two, I agree with the buyback down to plus two way more than I agree with the, the huge adjustment towards the Bengals. And I think a lot of that is, guys, that last year, after a slow start, Everybody's power ratings kind of had that, those early season games in them, and the, and the Bengals, all they did down the stretch was cover numbers. I, I think that that's the overcorrection the market is making right now, thinking, oh, we can't, we, we have to overcorrect so we don't get uh, basically killed on Bengals games the rest of the year. And I think it's too much of a correction.
2: That's an interesting take there from Eric on Sunday Night Football with the Bengals and the Bills. Eric, the other, like, massive game this weekend in the NFL, and there are a couple other good ones also. Hopefully we can get to a couple. The Eagles and the Cowboys on Sunday in Philadelphia. Like, basically, like, no market movement on this game, side or total, yet this week. Philly holding as the three-point home favorite, the total holding at 46. Uh, What do you like in this game, side and total, Eagles and Cowboys?
0: Total is, is a little weird for me. Whenever I watch Jalen Hurts, I'm amazed that he can put up the numbers he does because he just simply doesn't look healthy to me. Um, A.J. Brown, to me, is probably the reason for that. Now, Stephon, you know, the the, the, the Cowboys have the people to match up, I think, against uh, the Eagles, and they have, I think, the athleticism to turn, you know, the turnovers. I mean, Jalen Hurts is quietly one of the leaders in the NFL in interceptions. I think that the, the Cowboys have the, the goods. I I think, to make the Eagles pay when they make mistakes on offense. Um, And then on the other side of the ball, look, I I joked about this on Twitter, but it was like watching Stevie Lamb get multiple targets was like watching that, you know, Instagram video where the baby wears glasses for the first time and can finally see. It's like this has been here this entire time, and it's taken you seven weeks to figure out to throw the ball to your best player. I think if they continue that trend, um, you know, the Cowboys should be live in this game outright, not, o- not only uh, ATS. So I, I like Dallas. Um, you know, I think that they've figured some things out. I think they match up well here. And while I really respect the Eagles and think that they're a contender for the Super Bowl, um, I-, I think that this is too many points here.
1: Eric, Monday night football, very interesting this week. The Jets just, like, pull a rabbit out of a hat, basically, with some help from the Giants. They end up winning that game, and now you can see, even in some of the betting markets, playoffs, Salah for coach of the year, like, the Rodgers-like stuff, like, is he ever going to come back? Like, the market is kind of bullish on the idea the Jets can put something together here, maybe make a run toward a wild card spot in the playoffs. They're a three-point dog at home against the Chargers on Monday night. Chargers obviously beat up Tyson Bajan and the Chicago Bears on Sunday night football last week, so Chargers three against, like, I guess, the resurgent Jets, even though the game was ugly as hell. What do you like in about 60 seconds Monday Night Football here?
0: Yeah, I think you have to look to the under in this game. Um, the Chargers are one of those teams where when they go up against great defenses, I don't I don't think Herbert can kind of overcome that right now, especially with a lack of depth at wide receiver. Um, Eckler is not kind of running as well as he was. Uh, in the past, although he had a decent game Sunday night. Uh, and, and Zach Wilson, like, let's not, you know, I know, Nick, you were, you were kind of tilting about this game. Like, Zach Wilson was a non-viable quarterback for 59 minutes uh, on Sunday, and uh, I just don't think he can keep up here. Um, but the Chargers are a meltdown team, so I think you like under instead of, you know, Jets, ATS, or even uh, Chargers. If I were to go side, I would go Chargers in the alts, uh, you know, out to minus 9.5, you know, 13 and a, half, 16 and a half, that kind of thing.
2: Eric, five seconds to go since you brought it up. Who wins on Sunday, the Giants or Antonio Pierce, Aidan O'Connell, and the Raiders in five seconds?
0: Raiders. I think they rally.
2: <laughs> there <laughs> was we'll uh, a long, pause, we'll long uh, pause before that answer. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> Right, <laughs> Eric Eager. Eric, we appreciate it. On Twitter at Eric okay. Eager underscore. Got to check out the Sumer Sports football, football show, SumerSports.com, and check out Eric's work with our friends over at The Hammer. My friend, best of luck with the bets this weekend except for the Raiders, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Hey, take care, guys. Have a good one. What, what, what,
2: I everyone like the, the, the Raiders?
1: What do, you, what, do you, what do you like in this game? Like three-second pause? The the Raiders, I guess.
2: They back. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, know what that, you know what that tells you? You're yeah. probably like the Giants, Eager. On the other side, more live movement for Week 9 in the NFL. Nick and Ken, you better you bet on a Wednesday.